Hello everyone, welcome to uh, the International Youth Arts Festival. Um, we have launched today, which is amazing. Um, we did have a little webinar this morning. This is our second webinar of the day. Obviously, we're really sorry that we're not in Kingston at this time, but obviously for obvious reasons, this is why we're, we're online. But I think it's a little bit more accessible in terms of that. Um, so I'm Tom Stocks, the programme manager of uh, the festival. Uh, we are run by Creative Youth, which is a charity that basically enables young people to realise their potential through the arts. And we offer a range of different um, support um, as much as we can. And obviously we run the we run the festival as well. So um, I suppose let's kick off. This is So You Want to Get Funding. I know that I've, for one, when applying for funding, an arts council, it just absolutely baffles my mind. Um, and it's very complicated to do. However, that is why we are joined by Emma and Maya, who are going to sort of talk us through it. Do you both want to sort of introduce yourselves in terms of um, who you guys are um, and why you should be given advice on funding, really? <laughs> <laughs> what gives you the right to give us advice on funding? <laughs> um, hello, uh, I can't see your faces, but I can see your list of names. Thank you so much for joining. Um, I'm Emma. I've been involved with Creative Youth for a couple of years now. Tom and I were on um, a, youth, a, a young creatives kind of youth steering group together a couple of years back. Um, and I'm now on the board of Creative Youth, so that's my involvement with the company. Um, in, in my day job, I am a fundraiser. I work for Clean Break Theatre Company. Um, before that, I was at the Orange Tree in Richmond. And I work in trust and foundation and statutory fundraising, which is where kind of uh, my knowledge of bid writing comes from. And I'm also a trustee of NSDF, the National Student Drama Festival. Um, so that's me summed up. So I know quite a bit about bid writing, but I, you know, but I haven't produced anything in a couple of years since I kind of used to produce theatre when I was um, a student, which is why I have invited. I don't know if she's to the left on one of your screens. Wow, that is perfect. You've done it, right. You've done it perfect. Direction, which is why um, I've asked Maya to do this panel with me. Hi, everyone. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Um, my name's Maya. Um, I also work at Clean Break with Emma. Um, and um, I have my fingers in quite a few pies, so I work for Clean Break. I also work for Summer Hall, which is a venue in Edinburgh. Um, and I also do freelance producing um, in my spare time. Um, <laughs> and um, so that's a range of things in festivals, so Vault Festival or at sort of mid-scale venues, um, Pleasance, Arcola Theatre, Theatre 503. Um, and all of those are funded um, predominantly by a Grants for the Arts funding, um, which is what we're going to be talking about today. That's me. Cool. So I suppose I'll just hand it over to you guys, really. So what they're going to do is sort of do a step-by-step -step guide of how to acquire Arts Council funding. So without further ado, I'll just let you guys do it and hand over to your wonderful PowerPoint presentation. Um, and I'll see you guys at the end as well. All right. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, um, Tom. So, so I'm going to share my screen now um, and we've done a little PowerPoint just going through the steps of Grantium. By, it's, by time constraints it's going to be a bit of a whistle-stop tour but we're going to focus on um, those bits that we think are the, the, the kind of the key 
the key points um, within the form and hopefully just give enough of an overview about, I think it can be kind of certainly the first time you open it up, a really intimidating thing in terms of, you know, the number of questions, the breadth of it, how long it is. So hopefully just going through it step by step will as well break it down into something um, more more manageable. I think there's a Q, there's a Q&A box at the bottom of the screen. So if you do have any questions, do use that um, as we're going along. Um, we will make a call as we go along whether a question is best answered kind of um, as we're going through that section. But if we don't answer it, don't worry, we have seen it. It might just be that um, it makes more sense to come to it at the end or we know we're going to come onto it later. So um, we've just got a couple of points um, before you open up your Grantium um, form. Uh, as Emma said, it can be quite a daunting prospect and there are lots of different sections and it also can be a little bit volatile. So it's always really good to have all of your ducks in a row before you get started. So that's making sure you have all of your information to hand, that you've spoken to everyone you want to include. Um, and the best thing to do is to download a template of the questions into Word and Excel. Um, as we're going through, uh, we might say a couple of times that it's definitely needed to be an Excel or Word um, to make it easier for you. Um, also thinking about keywords, um, Grantium and the Grant for the Arts um, form is very tight on your word count. So you want to choose a couple of words um, that really sum up the spirit of your project and what you're trying to achieve. Um, and considering any planning or preparation you need to have done beforehand, um, because ACE don't fund any stuff that you've already done. So think about what you have done, what you will do before you hear back, and then um, what they are actually funding. So I suppose that's about the balance between making sure you've got enough and you've done enough that you've got a really clear idea of your project and you can prove it's viable, but that you haven't done so much that you're kind of, um, you know, sinking part of your budget into expenditure for things that you're not going to be able to ask back from the Arts Council. Um, it occurs to me we should probably as well just mention Grantium is the name of the online portal. Um, that the Arts Council use to process their applications. So you would make an account on Grantian in order to get started. And Grants for the Arts is the fund that um, individuals, so you don't have to be a registered organisation or a theatre, can go to for funding towards a particular project. Um, and the form that we're using is the form of up to £15,000, which would typically be what you would go to for a run of a show research and development and maybe a sharing at the end, you know, a contained project. Great. Okay, so we're going to take it in turns to talk about some sections, but I'm sure contribute within, but just take it in turns to lead. So I'm going to start talking through the beginning of this. So it's a fairly sparse PowerPoint. It kind of looks as much like the form will as, as possible. Um, so when you begin, you'll kind of start on the overview section. And this is, um, there's a lot of stuff in these next few slides where you are going to probably touch on things that you'll talk about in more detail later. But this is your chance to kind of take everything that you know about your project, all of that really headline information about what it is, who's doing it and what makes it exciting um, and put it down into, uh, into words. Um, 
so I think here as well a lot of the time like on panels and discussions like this before um people often come in starting to think like but I, I like I don't know how to talk about my project or I don't know how to translate into translate it into a funding bid especially when you've got that thing that you're you know staring at a blank form and there's no words on it and it's a horrible feeling but I think one of the things is that if you can talk passionately about your project then you definitely have all of the information and all of the words you need to fill out a form like this and in fact talking aloud to someone can help clarify that so we've got these um basic details here so this is what you're doing where you're doing it who it's with and who it's for. Um, if we move on. And then this next one, they're just asking exactly how much you're applying for. Um, we'll come to finance later, uh, where we'll talk a bit about how you work out what's coming from the Arts Council versus what might be coming from other places like um, ticket income. But this will be an amount of up to £15,000. And then one of the, the next question is, is this for you or any of your collaborators personal access costs, which you can, which can then, um, if those take the application over 15,000 pounds, they, they'll still consider that. So you don't have to put that towards the project total. That can be additional if anyone on your team needs access support funded. Okay. So we mentioned this briefly earlier, but this is the start and the end date for the project. And this isn't just if you're looking at, you know, a show or a film or, you know, a sharing. Um, uh, sorry, we are focusing on theatre in this one for Arts Council. I just said film out of habit. Um, but for the show, this isn't just the run of the show or the performance or the experience. Um, or whatever this might be, this is for all of the activity that um, that you are applying for. So typically, I would say people tend to apply starting at the first week of rehearsals. But if you're very organised and are doing this early, you might be able to put some of the pre-preparation in um, beforehand. So your start date has to be at minimum six weeks after the day that you submit the form because that's the maximum amount of time that they can take to come back to you and you can't include in your costs anything that has already happened or would happen within that six week decision period um, so everything you're writing about can only start six weeks after the day that you hit submit um, and then you know the end stage of the project would be the time that you think you know you've wrapped it up you've wrapped up the project but not just the end date but you've done things like if your um feedback and your monitoring and evaluation to the arts council the point that you can properly kind of put this to the side and move on to the next thing i think it's worth also um at, on that point thinking that if you are doing auditions um and that's often something that people forget about when they're doing these applications and then they suddenly realize they've got to pay for a space to do their auditions and all of that work um, which does have a cost to it but um, obviously it that has to happen a bit before you go into rehearsals and it can trip people up and then they're you're, they're not able to include it into their in their application so yeah the uh, the earlier you can be starting on this the better 
yeah definitely um, also you know if you can be looking at it 12 weeks in advance that does give you an opportunity when if the arts council say no they'll always tell you why this could be really specific feedback or it could be something really broad um but sometimes you'll get out of it you sometimes you'll get a sense that maybe it's not the right fit or they're very oversubscribed or you know but sometimes you'll get quite a targeted um area that you could improve on so if you can give 12 or 13 weeks that'll give you a chance to resubmit Okay, so the first section within this overall is um, quality. So when this is kind of split into four sections and the next few questions will all fall under quality. So it's helpful to remember that that is kind of the top line of what they want all of um, these questions to be relating back to. So this is about what you're trying to achieve and what proof you have um, that you and the people you're working with will be able to achieve those aims in a nutshell. Um, it's about where, where and why you're aiming to achieve what you are and how you're going to get there. So these are the three kind of backbone questions within this, um, within this section and we'll just go through them one by one. Um, so the first one is to ask us about your, you and your organization's relevant work or experience so this is about you as an artist or creator and the people that you're working with i think ordinarily at the point of considering whether the arts council is the right fit for you for funding you would want to have either some other collaborators or some of your creative team or the venue you know on board or drafted you know a sense that um, there will that there are some partnerships lined up and in the works and that it's got a bit further along the planning stage than just being kind of an idea that lives in your head. So this is going to be about past work, kind of, especially if um, the project you're applying for kind of draws on practices or ideas that you've built up kind of through um, other projects you've done. Um, looking at uh, the other things you've done before, where you've done them, who you've done them with, and the same for your collaborators. Um, so this is very much about you as artists. Um, and then the next one is, I think this is the bit where you're really trying to get them excited about the project. A lot of the rest of the form is really practical. So this is your chance to kind of, you know, if there's a reason that comes from the heart about why you want to tell particularly this story, or why um, this particular art form is something that you think would translate really well or is needed or if this is a particular moment that you think your audience should be seeing this story this narrative this background this is your chance to tell them you know why why this is the right time for this um for this play for this show to be on um and then kind of taking that one step further and not just why you want to do it um, but what what it will achieve so if you know that a certain group of people is your targeted audience this will come up a bit later um, it's not just about um, who you think should see it and why but also what you think uh, they will get from that experience and how you think it will affect your audiences or have an impact or um, that could be the show it could be the outreach um, but this is your chance to kind of get get them really excited about the project before you have to go into um, all of the detail that's coming up and then finally 
how this project will help to develop your work. Um, the Arts Council love helping people to make a step change in career. It's something they're really passionate about. Um, helping artists to get from kind of the level they've been working at to the next level. So I think it's about, um, you know, is it that it's something that is, you know, authentically true, but thinking about what, um, what you could do, to, what you could show to demonstrate that here. So is it that you've always acted before and now you have a story that you want to write and tell? Uh, is it that you've been a writer and director and you've um, done a lot of shows in studio theatres and now you're looking to tour or you're looking to uh, do your first immersive piece or move to mid-scale? Have you only ever worked with your peers and now you've been um, offered the opportunity to work with an artist that you think um, is really exciting and influential? Um, it could be kind of anything in that sphere, but that's very much about you as an artist. I'm realising that I'm hemorrhaging time um, and we should be moving on to, um, got to remember this is whistle stop. Um, this one is fairly self-explanatory, thankfully, a quick slide when we needed it. Um, which will your project focus on? Um, fairly self-explanatory, take as many as are true, but you know, um, make sure that you aren't just ticking things to tick more. It's okay if it's only one or two of those things. It doesn't have to be four or five. The important thing is that whatever you put is backed up by what you're writing in the application. Um, and then this, I think this might be the last section of this intro bit, but this is about who you're going to be working with. And so um, you're going to add the artists or creatives one by one, tell them a bit about um, the role in project, whether they're confirmed or expected. So if they're confirmed, they're definitely in whatever happens. If they're expected, it might be, you know, it depends on funding, timelines, anything that's up in the air, um, and then what they'll be doing for the project. This is a good chance as well, you can, you can sneak in a couple of sentences about why, why this person is great um, within here. Um, and this goes without saying, but make sure you speak to everyone um, <laughs> before you put them on this section of the form. I've, I've um, heard of people put, you know, putting people on because they know them vaguely and they think it will be okay. And then someone gets a call and says, you know, are you doing this project? So don't, don't lie, is my suggestion. <laughs> um, and here you get a, chart, a sense, an opportunity for one attachment. It could be a review, a script sample, if you think your script is particularly strong. Um, if you're incorporating music or video, you might want to do a sample of that work. Um, review of previous work, whatever you think showcases what you're doing in this project the best. Great, so I'm going to talk a bit about public engagement. And um, on these forms, this is sort of a catch-all term for any marketing you're doing, any outreach you're doing, any wraparound activity. So wraparound activity could be... Um, post-show talks, workshops, anything. So anything that is engaging your audience in your work. So this, um, similarly to the other um, tick box question, is just if you're aiming your project specifically at a group of people. Again, like Emma said, it you know you don't have to, it. They just want to know about your project, so don't think Not that more is better. Yeah, exactly. You don't your your work doesn't have to um, speak to everyone. Um, you can be making it for a specific group of people. Equally, it 
doesn't have to be that you're making it for a specific group of people. It's, you know, if, if your work hopefully will be for everyone, you don't have to click every single box that you, you yeah. So this is um, your public engagement questions. So the first question is who will engage with your project? So if you're doing a show at a festival, you might give a little outline of the kind of people who go to that festival and how you're going to engage that, those audiences. Are they particularly young people? Does the festival have a particular focus? Um, might be about environmental art or LGBTQ plus art, like you can talk about that here. Um, it might be that you're focusing your work onto a specific group. Um, and this can be a very simple bullet point. These are the people who we're hoping to speak to. Also linking in with your professional development, you might want to say here that you want the industry to be able to um, engage with your work. Um, again, if this is just a re um, research and development, if, it's not, if you're not getting a paying audience as such, you might say the people who are gonna engage with my project are an invited audience, which will lead to X, Y, and Z. How will people engage with your project and what experience do you want them to have? So this can come in a couple of different forms. First of all, when someone comes to your project, um, if it's a play or some cabaret or whatever it is, what experience do you want people to have when they're there? Is it an immersive piece of theater? Is it something that you want to confront people's expectations? What's the initial way in which they're engaging in your work? And then further out than that, are you doing anything to extend their experience? Are you going to have any post-show talks? Are you going to have um, any workshops? Are you going to do, you know, are you going to invite a charity that's working in the same fields that your work is speaking about? How are you going to extend that experience? And then the third question is basically a marketing question. Tell us how you will make sure your project reaches people. So. Do you have a social media strategy? Are you part of, if you're part of a festival, are you going to be featured in a brochure? Um, you can talk about a marketing budget here. You can talk about, you know, are you going to have influencers talking about your work? Are you going to pay for advertising? Um, that all goes here. Um, just a note on all of the text questions, um, a thousand characters, it's, it's not very much. It will go by like that. Um, don't you don't have to write in I think a lot of time with forms like this you think you have to be writing in you know academic essay language or uh, you know long very formal sentences obviously it is a formal piece of work um, but bullet points are fine short sentences are fine you know the important thing is that you're getting the information across um, it not that you're kind of using um, the most formal structure yeah exactly and someone reading your application doesn't want to have to dig for the truth in what you're what you want to do if they just want it to be set up this is what i want to do and this is what I, and this is how i'm going to do it exactly so this is just those questions in pure numbers so how many people will benefit from this project so for the most part that will be live audiences so you should have an estimate of and this also goes into financing as well of how many people how many audience members you think are going to come um, and that should be backed up with some kind of evidence, either from the venue that you're at, how big their audiences they expect or work that you've done before. Um, and so that's what you should be aiming for. 
Um, and then if you're going to film it or if you're going to do um, anything online, so that also includes any social media you might do, videos of your cast, a trailer, whatever, that comes into um, audience broadcast online and writing. And then participants is anyone who attends a post-show talk or a workshop or anything like that. It's not impossible to get Arts Council funding for just a show with none of those extra outreach and education ones, but I would say it's getting harder. Um, I think if I think it's worth thinking about right from the beginning what you and your team can provide um, for that kind of additional outreach stuff um, that um, you know falls into the activity that you're doing. And I think it's also worth thinking that um, those outreach things are showing that your work is relevant to certain people. It's not just an add-on. You're not going, oh God, I need to satisfy the Arts Council, so I'm going to do a post-show talk. But it also bolsters the fact that your work is urgent and relevant and people want to be talking about it. Um, so we're going, everyone's favourite, we're going to talk about budgets uh, quickly now. Um, so the Arts Council has its own way of uploading budgets, um, which is kind of line by line, which does mean that, you know, as long as you've got your numbers, you don't have to worry about how you're going to format it in Excel or anything. You just need to make sure that you can have all those figures ready to put into and we're going to go through the format. Uh, briefly here in a minute but this is just their headlighting so key things to remember income has to balance expenditure they have to be the same um, so there's not kind of um, a dis difference there um, they need to be able to see how you work the figures out so this is kind of like what Maya was saying about the participant numbers even when something's estimating you need to be able to show your logic behind what that is so for something like ticket sales um, if you've put in a percentage um, of capacity, you know, rather than just picking a number out of the air of what you think you'll get, you know, how many seats, what price, what percentage you expect it to be full based on similar work. Um, there needs to be a reason behind everything. And this budget needs to be for the whole project. Um, you can't, and not just kind of section siphoned out for the Arts Council to fund. So they need to see it within um, that broader detail. And 10% of the total cost has to come from sources other than the Arts Council. Um, this can include in-kind support, which we'll come on to on the next slide, which makes that easier. So they'll be thinking about, is the size of the budget appropriate to kind of the scale of the show? Um, is everything an appropriate amount of spend? And basically, I think what they're looking for here is, um, do you know what you're talking about in terms of the cost of your project? And you're not just... Um, plucking numbers out of the air and is everything realistic? Um, so then they're going to ask you to enter all of your income. And there's an example there of, so the whole thing is in text format. Um, so you're writing kind of in text what the budget um, item is and then putting a number against it. So that's an example of how you could go from kind of ticket sales to a number, the number of days, the capacity times the ticket price. So you'll enter them one by one, if we just go to the next slide. And then the Arts Council will add them up. It, the form will do this automatically. So what you'll be doing is entering your budget in the, um, at the bottom there, the, that information. The income heading, and that's the income heading means it falls into one of the categories that you can see here, earned income, local authority funding, other public funding, and private income, which basically means a person or a business. 
or supporting kind, which means that someone is giving you something that you would otherwise have been paying for. This is really good for if you're kind of pulling in um, favors or you've negotiated something for free, being able to quantify that and use it to balance out the Arts Council income so they're not funding the whole of your project. So that might be um, if someone's giving you rehearsal space for a week, you'd work out what you would have spent on it otherwise. Um, or if someone is giving their time to you, have you got um, I don't, a fight director working for three days for free um, because they're a friend who's involved in the project, um, you could put down as in-kind support what that fee would otherwise have been. Um, so this is, it's grainy because it's a screenshot from a successful application, um, but this is just an example of what a small amount of um, the uh, budget might look like when it was filled in. So you can see on the left, it's a choice between those drop down um, headings. In the middle, it's the description. There's a couple of names redacted, um, but just showing what it is and where it is or how it's been worked out. And then on the right, whether it's confirmed, which means that it's in the bank or expected, which means that you're expecting it will come in. Um, so that's an example there of what one budget line would look like as you wrote it into the form. Um, so and then you just answer a couple of short questions on this. So that's telling them how you plan to raise uh, the income from other sources. Um, if you're running a crowdfunder, then it might be worth saying, you know, whether you've run crowdfunders successfully before, whether you've got good rewards, what, whether you've got good networks to go to. Um, whether your in-kind support is confirmed, that's the next question. So there's a specific question about that. So they are, um, they do recognize that in-kind support is, you know, as kind of valid as cash in the bank. And so then that's saying how you've worked out those rates. So again, like the ticket sales, how you've got to that number and why, why that is contributing to your project. Um, expenditure works exactly the same in terms of format except the drop-down headings are different. So everything fits into either artistic and creative costs. That's things like actors, directors, props, you know, what's on stage. Making your work accessible. Um, that could be anything that helps uh, reach out to uh, individuals who might, not other, who might otherwise struggle to come to your work or not come across it. Anything to developing yourself, your marketing costs, your overheads. So um, if you might not have so much of this if you're just an individual person applying, but if you're an organisation, you might be able to ask for, if you're a small theatre company that rents a space, you could ask for contributions towards your space for the time that you're, um, you're working on this project. So it is any of your ongoing costs that you always pay, but specifically the amounts that relate to the project in hand. Um, and then, yep, same, same uh, format, expenditure description amount. If we pop to the next slide. So this is, again, an example of what a few budget lines might look like. So you can see this was a three-actor play and they've broken down the fee per week and the amount of time, that's rehearsal and performance. And then a couple of them are, are estimates and then where it's things like um, a fee that's dependent on 
um, royalties, you can see there that the percentage of box office matches with the percentage that's been um, expected in income. So it's little things like that, making sure it all matches up. And again, this is just speaking to you and your, um, your uh, experience in managing money. Um, how have you managed budgets before? This could be outside of the arts or it could be, you know, it doesn't have to be on a project exactly like this. Um, it could be for anything that you've managed a budget for. And again, they want to know the costs in your project budget. This might be a bit of repetition from the stuff you've put in before, but better to be safe than sorry. Um, have you used recognised pay guidelines? So this is for things like um, actors and creatives. Um, I think they will, they want you to be paying people fairly and organisations like Equity and ITC, the Independent Theatre Council, do have really accessible guidance online on what weekly rates should be for different types of performance. Um, it's, you know, it's not just one flat rate, whether you are in a studio theatre or the West End, you know, they do, they do scale. Um, and if not, then they will want you to explain why you're using um, a different calculation of fees. Right, I'm going to whip us through management quickly. Um, but basically, this is just you um, showing to the Arts Council that you are going to be able to manage it properly, um, the team and the money and all of that. Um, so this is a quick one. It's just um, where where's it going to be you have to put you know so you should by the time you're applying for arts council know where your show is going to be on is it going to be boring or is it just going to be in one venue pop that in here planning to date is stuff that you've already done so um have you if you're a writer have have you found your director that you're going to be working with have you organized your venue um, it can also be more creative. So have you done any development on your script? Have you done any research? All of that. Another good thing to put in this point is within the six weeks of submitting to finding out what work you're going to do then, are you, are you going to be doing auditions or are you going to be working more on the script? You know, you can show that you're still going to be working on it um, and more work will be done. And then the project timeline. Now, this is one that I definitely say, make sure you get it perfect on your Excel spreadsheet before you start inputting it because they want it by date but once you put it in you can't reorder them so make sure you get it nice and tidy before you put it up but basically you just do the start date of an activity end date of it and what's going to be happening then so that might be the 1st of January to the you know 30th of January and it's going to be rehearsals and then press night or you know all of those things or even if it's just an R&D it might be rehearsals reading you might have stuff to do with when your marketing um, activity starts or when you have some PR um, or news set up about it um, any of your wraparound activity or post-show talks you can put in here as well so it's basically just laying out the plan and you can totally have a crossover of dates as well, especially if you have different task leads. So, you know, your stage manager might be doing one thing while, you're, uh, while your producer is doing something else. Yeah, exactly. Double slide, sorry. And then, um, so this is just evaluation. 
Um, so again, much like um, earlier, you're just estimating numbers that you're going to um, reach. So obviously new product will probably just be one because you're doing one play. Um, period of employment, so the people you're paying, how long um, are they in your employment? Um, number of performances, so if it's a sort of three week run and you're doing seven shows a week, etc. Um, and number of sessions of education, so that's any of your um, wraparound activity. And then tell us how you will evaluate your project. So this is just a really brief thing about how you're going to see if your project to yourselves is successful. It's worth noting that at the end of your project, you'll have to report this back to the Arts Council. So don't, you know, whatever you say here, you're, go you're going to have to fulfil. So um, it might be that you're going to see numbers of people attended, the amount of engagement on your social media, and you're going to get feedback forms. Reviews is also really good that you can evaluate your work, or you might be asking a mentor to come and watch your work and give feedback. All of that can be put in here. Okay, and that's the end of the form. So that's the point at which you'd be hitting submit. Um, we've, okay, so we've got a couple of minutes. Uh, for any questions, I see we've got one in, but do type any more if you have, whether that's something very broad or relating to a specific thing where we've shown or said. So our first question is, I know that ACE project funding has been on hold due to coronavirus, but that it will be open again soon. Do we know if there will be changes to the fund in terms of criteria yet? So yes, this fund has been on hold, but is reopening at the end of July. Um, it does look like there'll be new guidance, but that hasn't been published yet. I suspect from what they've said that the new guidance will be that this is now going to be supporting smaller organisations and individuals. Um, I think they put a couple of things on Twitter that implied that that would be the direction. So it might be, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, established theatres will apply to this for a particular project or an R&D, and I think they'll be encouraging them to go to other funding sources at the moment. Um, generally, the Arts Council is currently working on its next um, kind of set of priorities um, and those are all going to be about relevance as well as excellence. So I think it's worth at the moment the Arts Council's kind of thoughts are around um, projects being kind of relevant and urgent and like speaking to the people they've made for as well as artistically excellent and it's good to consider both those side of things cool our last one um in part from arts council funding where else are really good places to sort of gather funding from have you got any sort of recommendations i can talk a bit about that Mai, if you want to have a look at the question that's also coming on the q a yeah. um yeah so it's it's a it's a big one and they give like a big amount obviously um this kind of ties in with the question Jack's just asked as well. Um, some other places, there are some smaller trusts and foundations that are again written applications that do um, ex accept applications from individuals. So the Royal Victoria Hall Foundation is one. Uh, the Peggy Ramsey Trust supports writers. Um, there's a couple out there, and particularly if you've done all this work for the Arts Council, you might as well kind of do some more uh, written applications now that it's all written down. Um, crowdfunding, obviously I think we've all seen them going around but that's another one. If you've got 
that's particularly good if you've got kind of the start of a loyal audience or people in your creative team um, can find can find things and approaching private donors as well maybe there's a business nearby that um, that has uh, you know their corporate sustainability or their you know their CSR goals are kind of aligned with what you're doing you know maybe you're doing a play um, about the environment and they're focusing on that and they might make a corporate donation towards and linking in with that we have a um, question here about how you find out about trust and foundations um, I mean doing a google is is probably the best thing and um, because they'll have rolling deadlines um, and also there are some things that are focused on certain types of work so there are funds that are just for Muslim artists for example or you know so you just you, you want to refine your search bit and you're more likely to get the money if if the fund is you know very relevant to what you're doing and on what Emma was saying as well to do with um, uh, corporate and individuals do a lot of research about the kind of people who might want to give you some money um, and you'll you could you may be surprised as as to who will give you some um, I've had that in the past where you've, I've just reached out to someone and said this is what we're doing you make a good case and someone decides to sponsor you which is really lovely also looking at programs and websites of companies that make work like you um, or shows like yours can be a really good indicator of you know a trust or an organization that has given to something similar and thus might be open to giving you funding is there a page that had all that on it if i remember rightly i'm sure there was like in the national lottery i'm sure there was a list of charities and organizations and have a list of who, of what kind of things they support and sponsor. Is there a similar kind of thing in the arts? I thought there was. There is and there isn't. There are certain, so Esme Fairbain have a section on their website of um, suggested funds that other people do, but there isn't really a um, comprehensive list. And where they are, people tend to have kind of monetized it and you have to pay a subscription or something um, where they are. So, but I would say that you know there are organizations like for example soho which are known for new writing or an organization that was known for dance for dance the um those kind of leading organizations will be a really good starting place in terms of looking at who supports that kind of work yeah definitely so we have another question here um from jack saying uh things like booking theaters often need a commitment but obviously you can't apply for funding before having a theater rights etc in place have either of you ever been in a position where you have applied for funding and not got it? How did you handle it? Shall I start? Um, it's really hard with Arts Council funding because it's a bit of a chicken and an egg situation. Your venue wants to have a commitment from you um, and Arts Council wants to have a commitment from uh, a venue. It's, it's, it is hard. So it's always good having a plan B. Um, I have, this is always the case as well with um, festivals because so many people will be applying for money at the same time and a lot of disappointment comes out of things um, comes out of festivals um, so it's always good to have a plan B and when you're talking to a venue and they want your work I mean it all depends on on the negotiation you're having but if a, if a venue really want your work then you're able to say look this is on the proviso that I'm going to get this money the plan B might be not going ahead with it for the time being. 
remember that everything doesn't have to happen now. Sometimes things take a bit longer and that's disappointing, but that sometimes has to be it. Or your plan B is that you might um, reapply and, and raise some more money. Or I did a show once where we didn't get the Arts Council money we were able to strip down the production loads um, again because it was part of a festival and we were able to raise the money from another place um, it's very dependent on the project um, i think the best advice is to give it at least that kind of 13 week when you're planning um, because yeah i've had i've had projects which just squeaked in a reapplication uh before the first day of rehearsals um, but definitely having a plan B, whatever that is, whether that's a contract you can back out of without paying if it doesn't come through, or a version of the project that looks really different. You know, maybe it has fewer actors, maybe it's really stripped back, maybe some of the things you want to do you can't do, but it can still happen. Or like Mary says, maybe just a different time is the right time for that particular yeah, project. Exactly. And also, I think when you're if it's one of your first projects that you're doing this way, it's good to be really honest with everyone about how you're getting your money because sometimes people don't get Arts Council funding and that's not because the project isn't good, it's just it's not the right time. Um, and you don't want to disappoint people by having loads of promises about, you know, I'm going to pay you this much and we're going to do this and we're going to do this. Just, you know, it. you want people to be a part of your project, but you, you want to be honest with them. So just say, you know this is what I want to do these are my plans but if this doesn't go what if this doesn't go to plan then this is what we're going to do final question from me how do you feel about the accessibility for Arts Council I think it's a really hard system to get around and get through and I do think the Arts Council do need to sort of update it as well in terms of just accessibility I mean I know I think the National Lottery do video applications where you can talk through your application I feel the Arts Council needs to do things like that, which makes it hugely more accessible because I don't think, I'm, I, I, don't think I can write um, big words in sort of the, you know, the forms and things like that, and I get very confused in that. But I'm a very good talker, so I feel like if the Arts Council open up video applications, I think you can really get your projects better across like this than you do you know, over, over a bit of words. I mean, is there more to do in terms of accessibility from the Arts Council? And everyone, everyone really, not just the Arts Council, any funding body. I mean, in a, in a, in a boring but sh sh concise answer, I, can, I agree with you. I think there are some good steps being made by some funders about opening up this process, but I think there's a lot more to do, um, especially, you know, um, especially when, you know, you are often at the point of filling out these applications, you are unpaid if it's your kind of your idea and your baby project and you're spending a lot of time navigating different platforms that can be really hard. Um, it would be fantastic to see more change on this sooner across the landscape. In terms of the advice we can give, I think the only thing is just what we said earlier about that they don't actually, you know, the person reading your application not wanting to wade through an essay of really flowery words if the best way for you to put, ac put across how you're doing your project is um, bullet points that spell out what you're doing then that's the best way to, then you know that's to, how to submit it um, but I, I agree so yeah I agree there, there are definitely um, it's, it's a hard process. And remember bringing a good team around you um, and again as Emma says when you're submitting this application it often means that you're not being paid at that point 
Um, but having a team, if you, if you know, a, if you work with a producer or you know one, someone who's good with writing that may not be your, like if you're a very artistic person and you're the director or you're the creator, that might not be your thing, but there will definitely be people um, and whose thing that is. Um, and if you don't have one that you work with normally, it might be that you should do some fundraising um, to help with that. But I completely agree with that. Even, even on a very basic level, the grantium, the, the form is, is very fiddly and irrespective of any other access needs, you know, that, yeah, but it, yeah. sharing as well is, I think something that's been more and more facilitated by social media and it might be a thing of, you know, do you know, or is there out there a producer who could take a look at your form before you submit it and um, have a look at it and in return, like, is there something that you know about that you could look over for them? That kind of, um, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So then my final, final question for you both is just to end on a point. If someone's never applied for funding before, what would be your one piece of advice? Oh, um, I think just for me, it would be um, make sure you know why your project excites you and be ready to share that with other people. Yeah, I can, I completely agree. You need to be able to be excited about your project and get other people excited about it. And that will be the key. Amazing. Thank you both so much. I think that was really helpful. That was such a, I don't think, I don't think enough people do that in terms of a step-by-step -step guide on how to apply for Arts Council. I mean, I've, I've seen lots of discussions like this, but never a real step-by-step -step guide. So I think that's really positive and really helpful for, for people in the future. This is all recorded. So, you know, people can reference back to this as well. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, guys. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you, everyone. Um, for for sticking around, I'm glad uh, the positive number didn't dive down to three. <laughs> Unless everyone just just stopped uh, stopped watching to save to save our. Um... <laughs> no, that's amazing, and and um, everyone as well. We have got more webinars coming up over the weekend. Um, our last one today is "See so You Want to Be a Woman in Stand Up," and um, we have a great panel discussion from um, incredible female comics and um, giving their um, panel discussion on that. Uh, we have our first performances tonight at the festival, um, all the way from Kenya, um, and also Fire Our Shoes Made as well. And tomorrow we have, in the morning, our first discussion is the really important discussion of the Black Lives Matter movement, and that affects um, on the arts as well. So please join us for that, and more, you know, incredible things over the weekend. But Emma and Maya, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and if you've enjoyed this panel discussion, give us a shout out on social media as well. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Bye.